you like movies that I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jimmy Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn off your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix up popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all. This is the Hello and welcome to the Best Movie 2 pod, the podcast that tells you what movies to watch in any given situation. For example, the best movie to watch to scare the shit out of you. And we've got a guest, Alice Oliver, this week. Hi, Alice. Hi, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me. Very excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you for coming back uh, because we did just lose about five minutes of what is probably the best ever recorded material that we didn't actually record. (laughs) Oh, man, it's lost. It's lost. (laughs) And we lost uh, we lost Ben's opinion on why he thought Nelson Mandela shouldn't have been freed, uh, which is a shame. Yeah, that, it got heavy, man. It got heavy. You missed some stuff. <laughs> yeah, he he did. He, he booed all the way through the long walk to freedom, uh, unfortunately. So he had a hoarse voice. But thank you. We've got so we've got Alice. We've got producer Ben, uh, and we're going to talk about movies that scare the shit out of you. Uh, are you uh, are you easily frightened, Alice? I am. I'm very easily frightened. So in general, I think horror is probably my least explored genre when it comes to films because I get so scared so easily. Um, So it's not something that I dive into too often, but there are a few that I am excited to talk about today. Uh, What about you? Are you big into horror? So I love, well, I love all films. So I love, I love horror. Um, Kind of as, as people have learned on this, this pod recently, uh, whereas most people like you know they might go to the pub or they might have a relationship or they might have an animal at the fond of I have me and my Blu-rays and my, my Disney Plus membership where I constantly tell people well you get Star as well you get Star it's not just Disney there's other stuff on there um, <laughs> hey Star's good man there's some good stuff on there you know? <laughs> yeah it's some great horrors on there um, so yeah I'm, I'm kind of I love horror but in terms of I love all, all genres you know as well but I think horror is horror's the genre where kind of film directors are talking to the audience the most mm. um you know i was thinking about this where when you i don't know if you if you've ever watched a horror film and you've kind of looked away from the screen and been like oh fuck you to the to the filmmaker be like i know exactly what you're doing here mm-hmm. which kind of you don't do that with rom-coms when someone's running to the train station you're not like looking off the screen going oh no i don't want to see when they kiss <laughs> uh, <laughs> well maybe i'll do that so, so what what kind of um should we should we just kick us off with a, a great recommendation? Have you got anything that you want to say off the bat? So I would say we'll, we'll start from the very beginning when I was a nine year old child, and my parents thought it would be a terrific idea for me to watch Alien. Oh, they I also watched. They also got me to watch The Shining, Terminator, etc. There was no rules in my house. They were like a couple of free loving hippies. They were just like, <laughs> do whatever you want, Alice, all the time. But I remember Alien really stuck with me and had quite a a troubling psychological impact on me, shall we say? Where for the few days afterwards, I didn't really sleep properly. I think I had to keep the lights on all the time. What made it even worse is that my aunt thought it would be hilarious to make the fear even worse. So she kept telling me, they're coming to take you away. Aliens are coming to take you away. And all this, she thought it was hilarious. I start shitting myself. I'm pretty sure I started crying at one point. So that's really stayed with me. And obviously going back and watching it now, it doesn't quite have the same impact. But now I I just fully appreciate it in a completely different way, like just for the... Mm excellent kind of psychological thriller that it is but that's my i would say that's probably my earliest memory of being properly shat up by a film that's really like i i kind of have the same 
upbringing where as long as my parents knew that I knew it was just ketchup. I remember an early age saying, I know that's just ketchup that they've got on. Oh, really? Um, And they were fine with me watching pretty much anything. And that's but then afterwards they would say it's not real. Whereas you seem to have a sadistic family member who's like, it's all real, everything, it's all yeah, real. It's all real, and they are <laughs> coming for you. You will die, uh, you'll get abducted, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh god. And the memory is so vivid as well. Like, even though obviously I was quite young, but yeah, that, that definitely stuck with me. And then I wonder if that in turn has informed how I do react to horror films and and such now, because I do still, you know even though I know obviously my logical brain knows it's fake, it's all made up, there's a script, there are actors, it's costume, it's props, whatever, but there's still just something, there's some part of me that just still like can't detach from it completely and just gets oh terrified so easily. I'm a massive wimp. Well, I I love Alien, and I think what's great about that is that you get the bonus of there's the big monster that scares, you know, if you're afraid of big monsters, but you've also got the face hugger, which is like that mm. tiny thing that could be in your wardrobe. It could be <laughs> hidden under the sink. It could be that box that I've got under my bed that I've told my parents not to look in, even though they do keep checking it. And, you know, it could be hidden anywhere, uh, which I, I like that contrast of alien covers. like, And it, it, it covers people who like more sci-fi or there is, there's a great kind of human drama there as well. Um, so yeah, would you say would you there's a there's that big argument of are you alien or aliens? Uh which which would you fall under? Oh god, that is interesting because I I thoroughly enjoyed aliens as well, but it's it's it is it is a different vibe. And for me, it's very similar to the differences between Terminator One and then Terminator yeah. Two. Whereas obviously in the first one it is it is a bit sort of darker thematically and psychologically, it's a bit more menacing in a more subtle way whereas then in the second one it's more action it's guns it's quite militant it's a bit more like that so that they are quite different i would i would probably say though for overall impact alien for sure i don't i don't think i found aliens scary in, in particular although i did enjoy it and um, where do you stand on that you know i i had that weird cycle of kind of when i was when i was young and i was uh like kind of 12 to 18 and I was getting into film and I was like a really annoying, uh, you know, film person who used to tell people, well, I've seen the original Japanese. I was, <laughs> I, I loved, uh, I was all alien because that's what all the magazines told me that this is the better one. And then in my twenties, when I became a bit more of a lad and started drinking beer, um, I, I, I moved to aliens cause I was like, yeah, but this has got more explosions. Hasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's more, it, there's more aliens that die. There's only one. And now that I'm a bit older and I kind of, I, I like to sit down with a cup of tea and just kind of let let a film pass over me. I'm back. I've, I think I've moved back to Alien, where it's not as bombastic, it's not as loud, and I think the characters are. Even though I love Bill Paxton, I think the characters are a bit more kind of a uh, deeper in the first Alien. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got the the great like class war that's going on between the fellas that work pretty much in the warehouse, uh, and me being you know coming from Liverpool Dockers, obviously I understand. I think Parker should have went on strike early on um and push for better pay uh so yeah i'd, I'd go i'd go alien um so that's a that's a great one to put on there and also that that's we're, we're looking at classics there as well kind of mm. i don't i love do you... i love that you've been on a journey with those two <laughs> films as well and sort of flip-flopping between the two because i i love that as well like sometimes i love 
I love thinking that a film is fantastic, going back and watching it and realise, oh, actually, it's pretty shit, but then being able to analyse why it's shit. But then the opposite happens sometimes as well, where I think, oh, I remember watching this and it was terrible. And then you watch it and you're actually really surprised. So I think that's good. It shows that you're open to new interpretations and new ideas and stuff. So, yeah. Good. Well, have you have you watched all the Alien films? Kind of, uh... I don't think I have. You know, I think I I got to. I've seen Alien, Aliens, and then I don't think I saw three and four. But then rejoined with uh, like Prometheus and then um, Alien Covenant as well. Yeah, and we definitely will not include Alien vs Predator um, in that. I think I think if we're talking about films that would scare the shit out of you, it's it's more of like I'm scared that this was made. I'm scared that the these these producers in Hollywood actually said, "Let's make a, a PG thirteen I'm scared that someone film. okayed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, because I, I like you, I, I watched a lot of these seventies and eighties horrors when I was way too young. So I was kind of uh, offended when that generation of we're going to make all these twelve A for the UK or PG thirteen in America. We got a PG thirteen Terminator Predator Alien. And the idea, if you watch the uh, Robocop, we've got PG-13 Robocop, you watch the originals of these, uh, the idea that someone's looked at and gone, we're going to do this, but we're going to make it for kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally about a, a, a monster that impregnates people and it bursts out of their chest and they're like, yes, we'll sell toys for this. Yeah. This will do. <laughs> it's all about them dollar-dollar bills, yeah. man. Isn't it? So maybe that was, the, like, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm half joking, but to be sat in a cinema going... Oh no! Look what they've done to my beloved franchise. That's like yeah. one of the one of the scariest things you can have. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I feel I do. I I feel very much that way about uh, Terminator. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean they the the last ter- like yeah that first Terminator because I think it throws in all the great stuff from sci-fi, but then the the idea of the the monster that is constantly following. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got Halloween and it follows. Uh, Terminator is a big part of that. I think. I've probably had about five nightmares over my life where it's been the Terminator. Mm-hmm. And but then also there's that kind of thing like I'm important enough for the Terminator to want to kill me. So yeah. That's nice, <laughs> what isn't part it? do I play in the yeah. future of mankind? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna be the father of the savior, that means <laughs> I get to have sex. Sweet. <laughs> Cheers, Terminator. Also, Jamie, you did leave, live with like a terrifying six foot two Austrian for a, you know, t- three or four years in the past time so. I, 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 I can see how that can bleed into your dreams. For the listeners at home, like Hubert Meyer, previous guest, is Austrian. He used to live with Jamie and sounds basically like Arnie to anyone who's not Austrian. Wow, that must have been troubling for you. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've kind of had the what is the voice of the Terminator essentially shouting that we need more toilet roll because he's run out and he's he's been caught short. <laughs> oh, nothing more terrifying than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is the door open um is there is there any kind of um like themes or tropes that you find like particularly scary um well annoyingly and i know that true horror fans or, or i think that true horror fans hate this but it is the jump scare like i can't cope i can't mm. cope with the jump scare and when you can anticipate it coming like the anticipation of it is like I, I don't get any joy from it. It does just scare me. And sometimes I think I anticipate it too much where I always think it's coming. So another film that I was going to talk about is um, The Orphanage, the Spanish mm. film. I don't know if you've seen that, but the way that's constructed um, and the whole way that that's presented to the audience is, or, or at least the way I took it in, 
was like everything was building up to these jump scares, everything. And there was like maybe one or two, I think, in the whole film. But all I felt for the whole film was just on edge about these jump scares that were going to happen. And it just sort of ruined the whole... It didn't ruin the experience for me, but it it just... I think it left me not being able to appreciate it as much as I could because I do think it's a very good film. But I was just on edge the whole time and not in a fun way. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel fun for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of... um because jump scares a lot of the time, they you know, by way of them being a jump scare, have nothing to do with the narrative. It's not, mm. it's not something that's in, in in the story that you know grabs you. But then if they if they're done well, I think they are. You know, I think the problem with jump scares is you you could be like the toughest person going into the cinema and being like, well, this doesn't affect me. You know, I'll watch a documentary on you know something awful or this and i i'm going to choose to not be affected by it but with a jump scare you don't get that choice because it's it's the the film blowing up a paper bag behind you and hitting it so you don't have time to go no 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 that hasn't you know that hasn't affected me sometimes people leave a film with like wow that really got me deep whereas the yeah the the jump scare brings everyone together um and i think that's, that's probably like the most fun part of horror is it when you're in the cinema and something happens mm. like we i don't know if you've seen the most recent halloween halloween ends no but at the very start there's a, a i won't spoil it but there's a character that falls off a staircase um a, and into the frame mm-hmm. um so you're just looking at like a, an alone staircase it's empty and then this character falls and i, I went with a friend of ours who actually said really loudly oh jesus christ and the whole cinema was laughing at him but yeah. they were laughing at like how much they jumped which you know you don't get that in uh, if it's like a slow prolonged in saw you know if someone's getting their kidney ripped out and mm-hmm. uh, so they can get a key to unlock a bomb in their eyeball or something nobody's laughing after that they just kind of feel a bit queasy mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i mean jump scares it, i think the number one jump scare for me would be exorcist three have you have you heard about this jump scare? Have you seen it? Not at Exorcist Three. No, I, I I'll be honest. I didn't even know there was a second one. I've seen the first one. <laughs> so it's the the way it goes is Exorcist Two is awful, and then Exorcist Three has kind of picked up a cult status. And there's this. So I'd recommend this to you to watch because it's it's great. And even I've watched it and I know about it. And even if you know about the jump scare, it still gets you because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a two minute shot that they don't cut. And oh. it's just it's a nurse doing the rounds on a huh. well lit a well lit hospital ward um and there's police a station there and then the police go out to check something so the nurse is on her own and you're like okay here we go something's gonna happen and then one of the police comes back in and he says i've lost my hat and, I, and you're like oh okay the police is back there so we're, we're back to safe territory because <laughs> this is this is back when if a police officer was in the film you're like everyone's safe and not everyone's safe. everything's <laughs> good <laughs> not now it's like danger get out <laughs> um and the, the shot carries on and then the policeman goes and it the whole shot has been like long shot down this hallway and right at the end it does a really quick zoom in and there's someone with a pair of shears walks behind the nurse mm. and goes to and they don't even show the violence it cuts to a statue its head cut off but mm-hmm. it's one of them even though I've just described it to you, I've seen it like 50 times and it still is, you're watching this whole shot. Like, I can't remember when, when do they come out the door? When is it? Is it now? Yeah. And you just keep having this nurse check. So it's that ratcheting of tension, which that's, that's a justified jump scare, I'd say. Um, well, and that sounds a bit more, like a bit more thoughtful and a bit more well-constructed. Cause I think a, a lot of the time with jump scares is that they can feel quite cheap. 
It's like, oh, you're just going to focus on, you know, a mirror or a, a door or something for five or six seconds and then bam, oh God, there's someone hiding behind it or whatever. But that, like a two minute section, it shows real dedication. And if the shot isn't being edited, that takes a lot of skill anyway. So I do appreciate that. But that honestly sounds like my idea of hell. Like every <laughs> second of that two minutes, I'm going to be literally on the edge of my seat with my heart going absolutely bananas. I, oh, I honestly can't cope with it. It's mad, isn't it? Do you want me to send you the clip? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. That'll be more sleepless nights for me, sleeping with the light on. God. Well, I mean, jump scares in general, even they do have a... I think they, if you have one in a slow movie, it's good to just kind of make sure the audience is awake. Like, they have it in Alien. Alien has Jonesy the cat jump out, what, like twice or three times? Um, and that that's considered one of the greatest horror films of all time. So there is, I think they have been cheapened in the kind of 90s with, you know, rubbish slashes where there's a, someone's in the house maybe and then ends up being like the boyfriend of the final girl. And realistically, you're like, you'd call out and be like, hey, you're right. <laughs> it's those cheap <laughs> ones where someone's like, hello, who's there? Hello, yeah. hello. And then someone's like, I just popped over to give you this book. And you're like, well, you heard me calling. I've got a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that when you remove like logic from the jump scare, I think it ruins it a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I suppose that's when it sort of gets into the territory of just feeling like just a sort of cheap way to do it. But I think when it is included and sort of merged in with, you know, good story, good plot, good script, et cetera, I think that then there might be a place for it. Hmm. Uh, How how are you with um, Home Invasions? Um, Well, I wonder, I think about, Funny games, I suppose, when you mm. when you ask that. Um, but I don't think I don't think they really have that much of a, an impact on me. Why is that something that oh, you wow. find that's, particularly? That's yeah, one, don't really mind that. That that freak home invasion movies freak me out so much just because they're the most realistic. Like they're the one. I'm not I'm not staying awake at night because I think an alien's going to impregnate me, um, and then you know leave without supporting me and supporting this child through uh the school system but uh i i am worried that you know someone's going to come in and try and steal my playstation because uh, they don't know i've only got a playstation 3 um so. <laughs> you need to you need to let people know you need to put <laughs> that on a sticker in your window just to make sure people know no that's interesting i'd never i hadn't really considered that but now that you say it i do think a lot of my aversion to to horror and the way i get scared more is with supernatural stuff Mm. and and otherworldly stuff as opposed to actually the very real things that can and do happen to you that's interesting what does that say about me i don't know well you should start worrying about it alice okay (laughs) i'm gonna send you over statistics of how many homes get invaded (laughs) especially we're both based in liverpool crime Mm -hmm. is on the rise Mm -hmm. Mm um yeah i mean that it's kind of mixed with uh a bit of the kind of slightly supernatural but that first halloween the the thing about he he just walks into houses pretty much and kills people. Mm-hmm. Um, that the idea that there's someone out there who just bloody loves killing. Um, that all falls into that home invasion thing. Um, and even like even scream that first the first scream. I mean, people forget how great that opening ten minutes are, mm-hmm. where Drew Barrymore is just kind of on the phone. Um, and it's it's played so light, and it's it, you're like, oh, this is a fun. She's eating popcorn in a way of being like, you're at a popcorn movie, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And then you realise how alone she is and the 
it's a slasher film, but it's mixed with that fear of home invasion, someone who knows your house uh, and kind of it doesn't matter how well you know it because they seem to to know it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd probably put the first scream in there, especially that first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, obviously you're, you're hard as nails. You don't care about home invasions. You're like, bring it on. I don't care. Listen, real life stuff. Not not an issue, but you know, you give me aliens and monsters and ghosts, then I'm gonna fucking freak the fuck out for some reason. <laughs> Weird that. So, well, I mean, it's not like you know, I'm not afraid of supernatural. Uh, I'd w- one of my top kind of scariest film experiences was uh, after watching uh, the Blair Witch Project. Oh. Yeah. Did you watch it at the time or have you watched it more recently? I watched it. I can't remember exactly when it came out. I think I see it around. I'm, I I think I saw it in college. So it must have been late 2000s. So maybe about 2008 or something like that. Yeah. When you turned it off, were you kind of, that was just a film or? Oh, no. It shot, I was, I was mm. fucking terrified. That really <laughs> shut me up. And then I heard that people didn't really rate it, which I thought was interesting. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really scared. That's stupid, people. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they just seeing that guy stood in the corner. Yeah, is that's you know you've got like maybe the ten core memories that are seared in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like I, I I still think if I wanted to freak out a, a housemate, I'd just stand in the corner and let them come in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even if he was a Terminator, he's going to be yeah. freaked out by that. <laughs> Yeah, I remember going upstairs uh, literally after we turned the blue. It must have been like 16, 17. And I still ran back downstairs after going to the toilet. Mm-hmm. It was one of them. And I hadn't done that, you know, in like five years. I was still fine. Uh, are you, so are you are you more supernatural orientated when you with your horror? I mean, yeah, I must be, right? And I, and I, I really hadn't really thought about it in that way. But I think most of the films that I do find genuinely scary are to do with the supernatural or like aliens, ghosts, that sort of thing. And I don't think like, even when I was watching funny games, which I do think is an excellent film, I didn't really feel, I I never felt genuinely scared. I think I was more just thinking, Oh, this is a really well-made film. Yeah. I think for, for funny games, with funny games, for me, the, the fear has to come with the, the risk. Mm-hmm. Um and for me with funny games you kind of feel like even when you when you start you're like this is I know what kind of film this is I don't think anyone's getting out of this alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which kind of weirdly the, the risk is gone because you know they're done you know oh, that's interesting yeah uh, I, I don't know I was still I'm still there like in the in the sort of final sort of throes of it thinking nah she's got to get away right she's got to get away right oh yeah yeah i mean they even do that sneaky thing where they they give you uh well i know it's in the kind of shot for shot remake the american shot for, i don't know i can't remember if he does it in the original but they they give you a chance where she picks up the gun and mm-hmm. and kills the killers and you're like yeah she's done it and then he rewinds it and it's like it's so yeah. unfair yeah <laughs> uh yeah so is there any is there any more um kind of we don't we don't have to stay in the, in that uh supernatural theme is there any more that you think you'd want to shout out for our listeners well there is one that's on my list and it is but it is still in the within the realms of the supernatural and i know that a lot of people didn't like this film but i think i so i saw it in the cinema 
So I know that that's obviously had a more profound impact on me. I think films just do when you see them in the cinema, like no matter what genre they are, but it's insidious, right? And have you seen this one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get mixed up between The Conjuring and Insidious. Oh, but, yeah. Conjuring but, is also very scary. <laughs> but Insidious is uh, the son in the coma um, and Patrick uh, Patrick Wilson, yeah? I, th- I mean, I think so. I think <laughs> so. Even I can't remember now, but it's the one where... I mean, Insidious is with the, the jump scare of the Red Demon, yeah? That's him. That's yeah. him. That's the guy, the Darth <laughs> Maul-looking guy. So it's when he... When he it's so... It's so simple in such a little moment, obviously, but he just, it's when his head moves from Mm. behind the dad's head. And obviously I see that in the cinema on the big screen and I was just absolutely terrified. And I have no idea why I went to the cinema to watch that film. I have no idea why I did that, knowing how jumpy I am and how scared I get. And even like when the uh, opening titles were rolling and stuff and, you know, the the film name came across and it's telling you who the writer and director is, I was like, fuck, what have I done? <laughs> like, why am I here? And it's only a 15 as well. But yeah. So it's, it's James Wan, I think, does Insidious. Is it? Yeah. Uh, and it, it, he kind of, he did the Saw films and he had got annoyed at people saying like, oh, you're the gore guy. So it's uh, like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a film that is terrifying, but no bones are snapped. No, you know, <laughs> yeah. And that that scene though, that, I mean, that's considered one of the best jumps uh, jump scares in cinema, I think, because he the it's it's the middle of the day. It's three mm-hmm. people who are sat around, and it's Having the chat, yeah. it's the usual film scene. You get to that bit where they're like, "Let's sit down and talk about what's going on." Mm-hmm. And his mum's there, giving like a history of, "Oh well, you know, our family, we bloody loved him, and so you know, the, <laughs> this has been in you a while." And you, <laughs> your body is in and receiving information mode, and that's how he gets you. It's all you know, well lit. It's not people going through hallways in the dark, and then all of a sudden. Boom! Here's a demon who, yeah, as you say, looks like Darth Maul, and sh- it should be ridiculous. But because he keeps the frame so tight, uh, that even even though I knew that was coming, I watched that with my mum a couple mm. of months back, and yeah, shit my pants, absolutely shit my pants. That's really interesting what you say about that. I'd never really considered that about the context, and the context of it is, is where a lot of the impact comes from. Instead of it being the traditional, you know, is always someone opening a mirrored cupboard and then mm. they close it. It's like, oh, there they are, sort of thing. But yeah, like you say, it's three people during the day. You think you're in a safe space. You're just like in their living room or whatever, around the or around the kitchen table or wherever they are, and it's a safe space and it's it's an exposition dump, and then that happens. That's really interesting. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad because that sounds a lot more. The whole thing sounds a lot more sophisticated than I'd given it credit for. And I thought I was just being a massive wimp for no reason. <laughs> but I feel justified in it now. Well, I think I feel like Insidious kind of got labeled under that. Oh, you know, there's there's these low rated cheap horror movies that are coming out. Um, but actually, it's, it, it's kind of like a it's a it one. It's a good gateway like horror movie because it as we say it's not you know people's spleens and we we hadn't really had haunted houses as mm-hmm. as our movies we got all that you know the torture porn um for the noughties which then annoyingly people thought this is what horror is you know and it, it kind of ruined the genre for a bit but we're starting to get these smarter ones that come back where it's like we're gonna we're going to have actual likable characters. You know, it's it's a mum and a dad. It's not two teenagers that were mm-hmm. pulled over from Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, that's another thing for me. It's, it's, it's not really scary in a film for me if I do not give a shit about the characters. Mm. Yeah, and, I get that. And, I totally get that. Like one one came out last year called Smile. I don't know if you saw that or saw the adverts for it. I see it. the post. I see that the posters were all over the buses in Liverpool. You probably saw that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's just something from the council where they're telling us to smile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that one, even from the trailer, you could tell they, they even had to it also happens is you I think it's like an app or something and you it's a cursed app. But it, it does we're gonna get a lot of cursed app movies pretty soon. Mm. Um but it's this demon that it smiles at you from another person before it makes you do something. Right. And they even have to say in the film, like, what weird Snapchat filter kind of face have you worn? Because obviously in the test screenings, people are like, this just looks like a Snapchat filter. Right. This, this just looks stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I can, you can just tell from the trailer, this is going to be people who I do not give a shit about. And if mm. they're, they're going to be doing bad stuff to themselves, it's it's going to be from the point of view of I'm enjoying watching like the human carnage over. Oh no, a bad thing has happened to a person. I like you know. Yeah. Going back to yeah. Alien, you like all the cast. You know, you like mm-hmm. uh, you like the captain when he goes into the event. You're not like, yeah, I'm going to see his head get ripped off. You are like, mm-hmm. oh, I hope he comes out of this all right. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that's that could be where where some horror films do fall down. And I think maybe the importance of that might be a bit lost. But when you do get the more sophisticated ones coming through, do take that sort of time and care with the script, then it really shows. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, two characters that I really like, uh, you know, Regan and her mom in The Exorcist, mm-hmm. uh, which I'd put this way, that put that way up top of the list. And one of the, one of the, like, it's considered the scariest film in, uh, you know history i don't know if i go there but uh that's probably going to be one of the fast and furiouses uh but one of the uh fast nine i'd say that's probably the scariest is it yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah fast nine where you're like oh this is what this is what 200 million dollars looks like in film. Um, but uh, with the exorcist like you, you spend a lot of time with the two main characters so you like them mm-hmm. um and have you, have you seen the exorcist I have. I, I think this might have been another one that I see a little bit too young. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird with The Exorcist because it's so like cerebral. I, I watched it about eight mm. and wasn't really that scared. I remember we, we were kind of watching it every Halloween. We would all the cousins. And obviously I'm from a Catholic family. So, you know, there's about 50 cousins in a two bed. <laughs> uh, and, you know, if you're watching Halloween or one of the Halloween sequels, that's great because you're like, oh, Michael's coming and he's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. But with The Exorcist was kind of, it, it's a drama wrapped up mm-hmm. as a horror film. So we were kind of, oh, this is boring. She's just talking to priests. <laughs> so I never got that like young, like, oh God. And then we were kind of laughing at the head turn and the, the idea of throwing up pea soup on a priest. Mm-hmm. At, at, that, at that point, we were still going to church. So, you know, the, the guy who makes us do five Hail Marys, we were like, yeah, I'd love to throw a bit of pea soup up. But, but well, it'd be, I, I guess it'd be like a bowl of scouse for us. Yeah. <laughs> But have you returned to The Exorcist since? I, I, I do feel like I must have done because I feel like a lot of it still feels really familiar to me. So I think I must have gone back to it when I was sort of in my mid to late 20s just to just to see. And obviously it does it does still really hold up just as a film in itself. Like it is really well constructed. And I think I personally think the idea of it maybe being the scariest film ever might just be of to do with like the audience at the time that it came yeah. out like obviously it's difficult now because we're so not only are we 
like saturated with films, but we have easy access to pretty much all the films that have ever existed, right? So sometimes it's difficult to be like, oh, this is considered the best of this thing. And it's like, but it's not because this thing from three years ago is clearly that sort of thing. But I reckon sort of at the time, and especially like in the States when, you know, where they're even still now very hyper religious and that's like such Mm. a huge part of their culture sort of thing. So I, I can sort of see why it would be regarded as that. But I, I, for me personally, I wouldn't say that it is. I reckon Darth Maul popping out from behind a <laughs> fella's head is a bit more scary than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I kind of love the romanticism of that old 70s, you know, you hear a news report that someone in London fainted when yeah. they were, or especially, you know, in America, you always hear about how things went down in America and, they were, you know, pulling people out on stretches, and I'm sure the mm-hmm. studio, uh, you know, was like, "Oh no, our film's getting all this free publicity." Yeah, you know? oopsie. Um, <laughs> and again, the closest we've had to that, I think, is um, the. Um, oh, I just had it in my head. The uh, Paranormal Activity movies, where mm-hmm. the trailers for the Paranormal Activity movies was just a camera that was set on the audience mm-hmm. in the screen. Um. And it was just showing how, you know, terrified they were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a bunch of teenagers who were jumping up and down. As I, I mean, I'd be livid in that screen if people made yeah. the noise. But <laughs> The scariest thing in that screening would be you, fuming yeah. at the kids. <laughs> I guess, do you think we've lost, have we lost that now where it's like, you, you can't really have word of mouth for like, this is a really terrifying film because maybe, you know, we're all dum-dums who just watch Marvel films or people have already heard of it if it's that good. I, d- I don't really know, you know, it's it's hard to sort of figure out where where the desire is for those sort of films, who it is that is watching them and what is the enjoyment that they get out of them. Um, I didn't actually see any of the paranormal activity films because I feel like I'd be too scared to watch them. Did you yeah, see I, any of them? No, I, I, I swerved them when they first came out because I, I was, in my mind, I was like, we've done found footage, it's called The Blair Witch, it won't mm-hmm. be topped. Um, you know, you can move genre if you want and do, you know, Cloverfield. But for this, and also I was like, if I want a found footage film, I've got my Blair Witch. If I want a, um, if I want a Poltergeist movie, mm-hmm. I've got Poltergeist, you know. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I was like, I don't think Poltergeist can be top. But then I started to look into kind of what he'd done with Paranormal Activity. And I was like, I, I respect kind of, you know, taking 20 grand and going, I'm just going to make a multi-million dollar film. Yeah, don't mind. So with with the paranormal activities, it's more that I respect them than um, I'm scared of them. But that is, they are ones where they give you that empty frame, mm-hmm. and it's it's that that conversation they're having where they're like, you know, something's coming because we wouldn't show you this if there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have that thing of like, you bastards! It's 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 going to be it's going to be that drawer, isn't it, over there? That drawer's going to open, and then yeah. it's the door over here. But <laughs> I think the problem with paranormal activity is the concept is probably stretched a bit too long. You right. Know? I mean, this again, this is all saying from stuff I've, I've not seen any of them. I've I've seen like breakdowns of the films, mm-hmm. but I think, and again, I do not like them characters. I, like mm. I've, I've seen enough to know these people are annoying. Right. Uh, whereas, you know, the family in the original Poltergeist, all of them really likable, really in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd I'd switch it. as as a recommendation on this. If you like Paranormal Activity, go back and to the original Poltergeist from the eighties and give that a go. Interesting, because I've heard that I can't watch that either. But I've heard I've heard that it's really scary. But that's I may maybe 
maybe I need to force myself because I feel like I've shut the door a little bit on like a whole genre because I just think, no, I can't take it. I'm just going to be too scared the whole time, which is a shame because I might be missing out on some really just excellent filmmaking. Mm. So in Poltergeist, is that like what is it? Is it jump like is that jump scares? Is it a bit more subtle than that? Well, Poltergeist is like a it's it's like a fun roller coaster horror movie because it was it was made by toby hooper who did the texas chainsaw mm. but it was produced by steven spielberg and he's the one who kind of the tone is more spielberg than oh that's interesting you know yeah. disgusting horror like there are there are bits in it i won't ruin it but there's a bit in a mirror that is like famous oh god that is horrific oh god but, no. but poltergeist is still kind of considered a more of a family horror film um, really oh, yeah that's interesting. It's, it's 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 more fun and it's got um it's it's got uh kind of it's it's got the old trope of, it's where that old trope of the ancient indian burial ground gets pulled up after you know you had it in the shining but but with this they add it as like the house is built on an indian burial ground right and and that's that's all you have to do to to have a, a scary film is just yeah. go yeah there's there's uh there's dead bodies underneath so mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd, I'd definitely recommend poltergeist because it's still oh yeah it's 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 got some fun moments like when they first realize they've got a poltergeist the dad comes home and they show that they've been putting a chair in one place in the room and it, it moves and again it's it's broad daylight and it's it's like oh they're having fun with the ghost you know this is one mm-hmm. of them fun ones and then obviously it does get a little bit darker um but yeah i'd, I'd recommend uh getting poltergeist on there Okay. Um, especially yeah, younger or if you if you're like like open to um being scared really really easily, it's at a, a good level of like, oh god, but no, you know, no, I've I've had a stroke. Oh god, which is what I'm always afraid of. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll take I'll take that away with me and I'll I'll see I'll see if I can bring myself to do it. But yeah, it'll probably be on like a Sunday morning or something with all the <laughs> curtains open and maybe with several people in the room as well oh that's the most dangerous time that's when they get you the way (laughs) they're the home invaders they're coming (laughs) um so we're starting i think we're starting to kind of we've had a a few decent recommendations is there any that you want to make sure you get out before before we uh work out what your number one pick would be i think so they are the main ones i guess the the final one maybe to shout out is the first saw film which I do think I think is a really is a great film that I wonder if it it's possibly been diluted by all the sequels, mm. which some of which seems to have kind of lost, I suppose just sort of lost the not not the message, that's not what I'm trying to say, but I guess just that initial vibe and the initial feeling of, of why this is scary. And it did just become, well, what is the grossest thing we can do? like twisting a guy's neck until it snaps or, you know, people cutting into themselves sort of thing. Whereas when, with the very first one, there, there's something about it that you feel, you feel the terror. You genuinely mm. feel the terror that the characters feel. And because you're building up to like this climax of the film where he does have to, um, you know, saw his own leg off. And I just, it, it, there was, there's just something about it and the build up and the way it's designed. And I think maybe good actors in there as well and good script that I think it just really holds up in a way that maybe the others don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. That kind of franchise has become laughable, especially with that awful Chris Rock version that came out a few years back. And people forget how uh, that first one isn't really that violent. You know, they don't show 
him cutting the foot off. I mean, I as someone with type two diabetes, I was terrified at the notion of a foot being uh, being cut off. Uh, so that was <laughs> that was one of my big scares. Yeah. Um, but I still carried on eating M and M's in the cinema. I was like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's go for it. Uh, but yeah, it's also the 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 more modern saws they it's they get someone gets put in a trap and then instantly they have to you know it, the clock starts ticking you have to pull out all your fingernails bloody blah, blah whereas it was it was that story that you know you'd ask around if you're in the pub if you had to mm. could you cut your foot off to go and save your family and it's it leaves you with that conundrum for like a full hour it's mm. not just let's just watch something horrible happen yeah um yeah and i think there's some there's something quite elegant in its simplicity and it feels more like a i suppose more like a psychological horror film because of that and like you say because you are you leave and you're asking yourself the question like where are my limits like yeah. can i could i saw off one of my limbs to save my life you know you don't know whereas yeah as it went on and on it became a bit it just became a g- bit like gimmicky yeah, I mean, I I remember leaving the cinema going. I reckon I could cut off Carrie Elwes's foot. Yeah, to save my life. <laughs> his in particular. Yeah, just yeah. about it. And I let him know. Um, but also, the Saw films have them great jump scares because people normally think of that first one as just being in the room, but it shows the kidnappings mm-hmm. and the it, you know <laughs> obviously. It's it's got one of the stupidest photographers in cinema history who leaves the flash on when he's take, meant to be taking mystery photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, like there's the, the, there's all the stuff with the pig's head, mm-hmm. and they. I mean, I don't know how it makes it easier to kidnap someone if one of your hands is being used to hold up a pig's head. But it is it was scary. I remember the first Creepy. time I saw yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that was one that I saw in the cinema. So, and that that was definitely a, I need to be looking at the corner of the cinema screen because I can't take what they're ratcheting this up to. And so I think that's a great recommendation. Uh, my my number one would be it's a more modern one that I I I, I think back. To a lot just because it builds and builds and builds this tension and then when it it gives it it, it does that annoy that thing that i've said where you 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 don't know where the, on screen the thing that's going to scare you is going to be mm-hmm. but it's there it's hereditary um, okay have you seen hereditary is that the one where they're underground did they go potholing or something oh. and there's monsters no not that one no 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 that's um the descent. Uh, the descent. The descent. Why did I think that was hereditary? Okay, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally different films. Yeah, well, a great recommendation. Tell me about hereditary. The descent is terrifying. Like that it is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a great like last minute shout out because the descent has again some great reveals with using the camera. Uh, I, I remember that shot where they can't see anything. And they switch the camera to night vision, uh, and then you see all these monsters mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, for Hereditary, uh, it's made by Ari Aster, and it's a, a. It was one of them, you know, when people start talking about like prestige horror and like, oh, this is this is really well made horror, as if mm-hmm. you know all horror doesn't have a, a place in there. But it's um, it's kind of I, I think talking too much about the plot would kind of ruin it. I'd just I'd say I'd say watch it, but it might be a bit too much for you because even okay. there's bits in it for me well I'll just i'll give one one great jump scare away but it's got loads there's a there's a son in the family who is he's worried about um the mum because she might be you know going a little bit insane and she might okay. do some damage and his bed uh, and his headboard are backed up against a wall so obviously the safety behind him 
is there it's all the dangers coming from the front and then a hand comes through from the headboard behind and grabs his hair and that was one that was as i was watching it was like oh fucking hell no 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 <laughs> no so I'd, I'd i'd say maybe for you i'd go poltergeist over hereditary and build okay. build up <laughs> build up to it. no that's that's good that's sensible take little steps take little steps and i'll get there so hereditary then is more that's it's not gore it's not sort of no. is it more it's kind are of they a, ghosts or is it is it like a mental illness sort of thing? It's kind of a there's a little bit of like a demon cult in there. Mm-hmm. Um there's a there's the the gran of the family has just passed away mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's asking questions of like what was the gran uh what was her intentions with the family? Was she was she a bit more nefarious than I first made out? Mm-hmm. Um but it's got Tony Collette in it, she's great in it, and it's one Absolutely. of the one of them where people say she you know, horror doesn't ever get kind of awards recognition that should but i personally i think she should have been nominated for best actress really um, yeah that good but like the the oscars i think silence of the lambs was probably the last horror film uh where they paid it any attention even then that was like more of a thriller mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so we go hereditary uh and we go saw um and it's the last minute there the descent is a great shout as well. the descent, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah god i've forgotten about that where did i get hereditary from for that there we go we'll never know <laughs> oh brilliant thanks Alice. uh before you go then have you got um anything you want to shout out any where can we find you oh i'd love to shout out just films and that the podcast hosted by me and josh celebrating underrated and underseen films and i'll just have a quick look at what we've got coming out soon so we should soon have an episode on i tonya we've got get over it coming out we've got gross point blank little joe and very soon we're going to be recording an episode on action force aka gi joe the animated (laughs) movie so that's going to be a lot of fun but you can check us out we're obviously all over social media if you just search just films and that anywhere will come up and sometimes we have amazing guests on like Jamie Allison to talk about Quigley Down Under. And let me tell you, if you haven't seen that film, you need to go and listen to our episode and then go watch the film because it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And it's not going to be what you expect at all. I'm so happy that I brought Quigley Down Under into your life. Um, Loved it. I think I had one, because the way we do it is we say what we liked about the film and then said anything we disliked or would change for balance. And I had one tiny thing that I didn't like about it or would change. It was just such a, I was just so surprised. Like the the title just doesn't do it justice at all for, for what it actually is. But yeah, that was a, that was a real good pick. Real good no, pick. I don't, ben, have I forced you to watch Quigley Down Under? You? That's one. So the, what's great about this is that Ben has seen like less than, he's seen, he's seen some, mm-hmm. but he's seen less than most in terms of films. Okay, yeah. Uh, so this this podcast is more for Ben than kind of any of our <laughs> yeah definitely this will be perfect for you and then you can we can let you know if they're actually worth your time or not <laughs> yeah I I think I I just think you you assume people have seen more than you think Jen I think I think the average film viewership is lower than lower than you'd expect so I think I, I, Jamie, yeah. I think I'm, I don't think I'm that bad for it but uh, yeah but I do have I do have gaps compared to you guys he's not even seen the cabinet of Dr Caligari. The nerve. Oh, I have seen. I have seen that. I had to study that in uh, in college. Yeah, <laughs> classic, classic. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Well, we'll we'll talk about shapes and lighting soon. Uh, but again, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on, Alice. Enjoy Halloween. Thank you. You too. Happy Halloween. Are you a Halloween kind of guy? Are you sort of go big on this. Anything that sends children to my door, I'm ready. No. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, I love I love Halloween. Now we we actually went and watched the original Halloween. Me and Ben in uh, the Prince Charles Centre down in London last week. Oh, uh, just to, awesome! Just to kind of get into it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, big honour. Oh well, enjoy, um, and Thank we'll you we'll too. see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. See you guys. <laughs>